but it was cooperating obedience. What do you mean? They played a part. In other words, they did what they could do so that Jesus could do what they couldn't do because God is never going to do for us what we should be doing for ourselves. You're listening to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hillard. Glad you're with us as we continue our message, A Wedding Gone Wild. And here we see Jesus performing the first miracle of his public ministry as he turns water into wine. And as you point out, there was something for those in attendance to do before Jesus actually performed the miracle. And and some of us may be waiting for God to do something in our lives, believing him to do something, but there's something he's still waiting on us to do. Well, you know what? If you go through, Steve, and look at all the miracles in the Bible, all the ones that uh, in the New Testament that Jesus performed, Mm -hmm. everybody was asked to do something. Hmm. And you begin to think about it. Think about this. Uh, The man who lay at the pool of Bethesda. Yeah. Jesus, you know, gave him instructions. Um, The man that was blind, he said, uh, uh, go to the pool of Siloam and uh, wash your eyes after he put the mud on him. Well, he's a blind man. Jesus, why don't you just heal him? Why would you make him walk blind down to the pool? He needs to play a part in his miracle. And so we do. We do have to play a part in what God. So, you know, my Bible, I don't know if yours did. Maybe. I don't know, Steve. But my Bible never levitated to me in the morning and then opened up at the passage and said, read me. Not yet. I'm still waiting for that I'm day. waiting for that myself. Yep. You know, no, I have to get my Bible yep. and open it up and let God speak to me. Yeah. You see? And so it's the same. That We need to find out what is our responsibility. We're going to say it in the message, but I don't mind repeating it. Without God, we can't. But without us, God won't. Hmm. Yeah. And so he wants our involvement and participation. What is it that God has called us to do? You're praying for a job. Hey, did you fill out any applications anywhere? Right. Yeah. It's not going to drop from heaven. It just doesn't drop. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're looking for a spouse. Are you getting out of the four walls of your house? Are you, I mean, there's. And are you getting a divorce from yourself uh, Mm -hmm. before you get married to somebody else? Do you realize there has to be two funerals before there's one wedding? You know, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to be able to live with anybody else until you get a divorce (laughs) from yourself. Yeah. There's so many ways that we could unpack this and so many practical applications, really, as we uh, dive into this passage. But that's where we are. John chapter two. Uh, Grab a Bible and join us there as we continue to look at this miracle that Jesus performed at this wedding in Cana. In fact, the message is called A Wedding Gone Wild. Here is Pastor Ford. They are obeying him unconditionally. Uh, Let me do this. Let me do this. Why don't we obey Number one, we don't want to. Number two, we don't like what he's saying. So then we don't want to. We don't like what he's saying. Here's another one. Sometimes we're ignorant into what to obey. But, but here's what I believe it is for most of us, because you're not ignorant of the word of God in here. This is Christ's Bible church, where Bible is our middle name. And I know, I know about us. See, we love to hear it in the Greek, in the Hebrew, but we don't obey it in the English. 
That's what happens. So, so, so here it is. <laughs> oh, man, I got to quit cracking myself up. You know what I'm saying? And so, so here it is. We know. But here's the problem. We don't understand how. He's going to turn our obstacle into an opportunity, and most of us don't obey because it doesn't make sense to us. Now, you look at this. Look at this. These servants, they complain completely and explicitly. Jesus says, uh, there's six pots there. Bring them, uh, uh, take them to the governor, and then give him a cup. Now, come on now. If that had been one of us, uh, let's say, let's take the first two rows. My wife would have said, my back's bad. I can't pick that up. You get it. <laughs> and Elder Jones would have said, why six? Why we got to carry all six? Why can't we carry just three? <laughs> we had all kind of questions. They just, he said, do it. And remember, Mary said, God told me to tell you. Because Jesus didn't tell him. Mary said, whatever he tells you to do, you just better do it. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Listen to this. I, I usually don't like to read a whole thing like this. I usually memorize it, tell you the story. But I want to read this, okay? Listen to this. A young man had been to Tuesday night Bible study. Well, at least he's going. The pastor had shared about listening to God and obeying the Lord. The young man couldn't help but wonder, does God still speak to people? After service, he went out with some friends for coffee and pie, and they discussed the message. Several of the people talked about how God had led them in different ways. It was about 10 o'clock, and the young man started driving home. Sitting in his car, he just began to pray, God, if you still speak to people, speak to me, I will listen, and I will obey what you tell me. As he drove down the main street of his town, he had a strange thought. Stop and buy a gallon of milk. He shook his head and said out loud, God, is that you? He didn't get a reply and he started on home. But again, it came to him, buy a gallon of milk. Young man thought of Samuel and how he didn't recognize the voice of God and how little Samuel ran to Eli. Okay, God, in case that's you, I will buy the milk. It didn't seem like a test too hard to obey. Besides, he could always use the milk. He stopped and purchased a gallon of milk and started off toward home. As he drove past 7th Street, he felt a strange urge. Turn down that street. This is crazy, he thought. Doesn't make sense, and drove on by the intersection. But again, before he get to the next block, he heard, turn around and go back down 7th Street. So at the next intersection, he turned around, headed down 7th Street. Half jokingly, he said out loud, okay, God, I will. He drove several blocks, then suddenly, stop. He pulled over, looked around. He was in a semi-commercial area of town. It wasn't the best, it wasn't the worst uh, of neighborhoods either. The businesses were closed, and most of the houses looked dark like the people were already in bed. There was one place with a light on in the window. Something seemed to say, go and give the milk to the people in that house. He looked at the house, and he began to say, wait a minute. It's after 10.30 at night. These people may think I'm crazy. I may get shot. This is crazy. It doesn't make sense. This can't be you, God. Go give the milk to whoever comes to the door. He knocks on the door timidly. The door opens. 
The guy looks at him. What do you want? He said, here, I was told to give you this milk. The man immediately took the milk, rushed down the hallway, speaking loudly in Spanish. Then from down the hall came a woman carrying the milk, headed toward the kitchen. The man was following her, holding a baby. The baby was crying. The man had tears streaming down his face. While half crying, the man said, we were just praying. Uh, my wife has no milk, and we had some big bills this month, so we ran out of money to buy milk for the baby. We were just praying. We asked God, uh, show us how to get some milk. And my wife just cried out, God, send me an angel with some milk. You're our angel. Wow. That's powerful stuff. I'm, I'm telling you that this doesn't make sense. But, but because they did what he said, there's so many things that he says that doesn't make sense. Uh, say, for example, oh, oh, how do you become the leader of all? That doesn't make sense. Becoming the leader of all by being the servant of all. That doesn't make sense. How do you, how do you become exalted? Humble yourself. That doesn't make sense. You know what they say? How do you become first? Wait a minute. You know the first shall be last and the last shall get leftovers? That doesn't make sense. Uh, how do you go up? Go down. How do you get a crown? You got to get a cross. How do you reign with Jesus? You must suffer with him. None of that makes sense. Hmm, doesn't make sense. How do you get out of debt? Give. Boy, y'all was slow on that one. Yeah, yeah. See, I told you you knew. It just doesn't make sense. But we know, don't we? Back whenever we were making $100 a week, remember that? Paying $100 to live in the parsonage, $35,000 in debt. We, we surrendered to God and said, we'll never cheat you. We'll give to you first. And in one year, $35,000 worth of debt was gone and we only made $10,900. Amen. Yeah, because it just didn't make sense. And, and we had our little discussions about it because it didn't make sense. I said, no, but we're going to do this because it makes not good sense, it makes God sense. You know, sometimes the things that God does don't always make sense to us, do they? I guess, like Pastor Ford said, maybe that's what we then call God sense. Well, you're listening to Treasured Truth in a message called A Wedding Gone Wild. We're going to get back to this teaching from John 2 in just one moment. want to let you know, if you want to find out more about this program, you can always come to our website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org. You'll find a link there to Pastor Ford's personal page, also to Christ Bible Church, where he serves as senior pastor. And if you look for the Stay Connected bar on our homepage, you're going to find links there to our Facebook page, our Twitter feed, and a link that will allow you to download the Moody Radio app. Get started at treasuretruthradio.org. Back to the message. Here's Pastor Ford. See, this is it. Sometimes partially we obey, and we feel good about the fact that we partially obey. 1 Samuel 6, uh, 15. Here's where that verse came from. I know you know it. How many know uh, where obedience is better than sacrifice came from? 1 Samuel 15. Here's what happened. God said, 
I'm going to give you victory over the Amalekites, your enemy, your worst enemy in the land right now. I'm going to give you victory. Here's what I want you to do. Wipe them out. Every man, every woman, every child, every goat, every lamb, every sheep. Wipe them out. Kill all the roaches too. Kill everybody. Saul went in there, killed almost everybody. But saw the sheep, the goat, the lambs and said, they ain't hurt nobody. I'm going to take them back with me. And spared the king of the Amalekites. God told Samuel he didn't obey me. Telling because he didn't do everything I told him to do, he losing the kingdom. So Samuel went to him and said, because that was Samuel's boy now. Samuel loved him some Saul. He said, why didn't you do everything the Lord told you to do? And Saul said, I did. He said, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. He said, yes, I did. Then Samuel said, well, what is the bleeding of the sheep that I hear? Because you did not fully obey the Lord. Now get this. You go back to, to Judges. Remember what he told them? Wipe out the people in the land. I don't have time to do this. I need you to do this. I, I called it, I, I did a sermon on Wednesday, y'all need to hear it, uh, called Unconquered Territory. That is, every people that they left in the land later on became a curse to them. Every little vestige of what you leave that God doesn't want in your life is going to jump up and bite you in the behind later on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's it. And so what happens? He doesn't have full obedience. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. What do you mean? What do you mean we don't have full obedience? Well, you know, uh, I remember when we started Freestyle Fridays. It was a hip-hop church. We were the second church in the city of Chicago behind the house uh, to start it. Because when they started, I said, we ain't going to go all the way over to the west side. Let's start it over here on the south side. And so uh, I, I, the first couple of ones, of course, I come. And I came and I had my Kango on backwards because I'm old school in his house. I had my Sean John jeans on and my Timbos. Now, if you know what those are. Those are Timberline boots, work boots. And I had my oversized Steeler shirt on. And... And... Uh, uh, so I left Hip Hop Church and went up to the food basket that used to be on the corner up there. And uh, I went to get her some lactose milk. I'm walking in, and this guy jumps in front of me, security. And I, I move on the other side. He moves and jumps in front of me. And I said, uh, uh, what's wrong, man? What's, what's going on? He said, I'm going to give you a ticket. I said, a ticket? What do you mean you're going to give me a ticket? Ticket for what? I'm thinking to myself, you rent a cop, man. You better get on out of my way. He said, no, 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 no. Come here, let me show you something. You got a minute? I said, well, yeah. He took me out and showed me a vintage 1963 Cadillac. Everything original, clean. I mean, it was clean as the Board of Health. And he said, I'm called the king of the Cadillac Club. I said, man, you ought to be. Look at this. Is all this original? He said, yes, it is. And I, and I said, okay, we're walking back in the store. He said, but I got to give you a ticket because I am the king of the Cadillac Club. I said, why? He said, because... You're driving a Cadillac, but you're dressed like one of them hippie hoppers. <laughs> I said, oh, I have hip-hop church. He said, you, you got another vehicle? I said, yeah, my wife, you should have rode that. <laughs> because what you're doing is inconsistent with what you're driving and what you're wearing don't go together. I thought about that. I said, yep, that's some of us. 
because we're doing some things and we're believers. I'm not talking about unbelievers. I know some of you don't believe believers can do this stuff, but believers do it. Say, what are you talking about, Pastor Ford? Uh, That is, you praise, but you also watch porn. See, no full obedience. Yeah, yeah. You shout, but you also shacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You calling on God, but you also calling 900 numbers. You see what I'm saying? Partial obedience. Yeah. You fellowship, but you fornicating too. Partial obedience. Yeah. You know Christ and you also know crack. You worship, but you do weed. You got the Holy Spirit, but you're also dealing with the Hennessy spirit. In other words, do whatever he says. They wanted the demonstration of Jesus without the demonstration that they're supposed to have. And that's many of us too. Yeah, we we want him to do it for us, uh, but we just want him to do it for us. I want you to know something else. It was complete obedience, but it was cooperating obedience. What do you mean? They played a part. They had to go get the pots. They had to take the wine to the governor. In other words, they did what they could do so that Jesus could do what they couldn't do because God is never going to do for us what we should be doing for ourselves. That, that's it. So often we want Christ to turn water into wine, but we won't get the pots. And we won't take the cup to the governor. Okay, okay. In other words, you haven't done what you're supposed to do. And there are people all the time, Jesus, I'm waiting on you. And Jesus saying, uh-uh, I'm waiting on you. How about you waiting on me? Go get the pots. Go get the cup. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, look in Scripture. Jesus did miracles. But I guarantee you, they had a part to play in the miracle. Okay, uh, let me give the passages. I hate to get the Bible in this, but now a word from our sponsor. Matthew 17, 27. What happened there? Let me tell you what happened there. You can look at it later. Matthew uh, 17, 27. Peter came to Jesus and said, oh, man, they're asking us about our taxes, man. And, uh, you know, right now, you know, they're trying to cut all the taxes on the rich, and they just taxing the poor. You know, we got a pop tax. We got a bag tax. And Jesus, Jesus these taxes are just overbearing. And so, and so Jesus said this, go down to the Sea of Galilee, put a pole in the water. You're going to catch a fish. When you catch the fish, open his mouth, there'll be a coin in it. Take the coin out and go pay our taxes so we won't be audited by the IRS. Now, what if Peter would have said, that doesn't make sense. Judas has the money. How come you just don't send them to me and let me take it? No, no. Go down to the Sea of Galilee. Throw a pole in the water. See, if you don't do, Peter, what I tell you to do, you're never going to get the money. What are you doing? What are you doing that sets you up for the miracle that you're asking for? Are you walking in the direction of the miracle that you've been asking for? I've been asking for a bestseller. 
because I, I want to pay off the sanctuary by myself. That's $2.7 million right now. And every book I write, is this it? Is this it? So guess what? So far, uh, I'm on my seventh book. But guess what? It hadn't happened yet. It hadn't become a bestseller yet. So guess what? I'm almost done with my book on forgiveness. So I, I'm, I'm almost done with my eighth book, and my seventh book isn't even out yet. And my next book is going to be a new look at an old psalm, the 23rd psalm. I'm put, you see what I'm saying? I remember the first time it happened. I said, God, I need a bestseller. And God said, you need to write a book because <laughs> I didn't have any books. So now what I'm doing, I'm writing, I'm writing, and I'm writing four books a year, one every three months. Now, whenever you see me run up in here and bum rush the, 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 the platform and break up the praise team and say, I got an announcement, that's what it's going to be. I got my bestseller. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Get it? I'm going to do like everybody else. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's coming. I believe it. Oh, I know it's coming because I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Amen. Yeah, so I'm going to do what I can do. He's going to do what I can't do. Come on, say it with me. I must do what I can do so that he can do what I can't do. Come on. I must do what I can do so that he can do what I can't do. Come on, say it again. Say, without God, I can't. Without me, God won't. And that's it. That is it. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called A Wedding Gone Wild from John Chapter 2. And we'll continue this teaching next time. By the way, if you ever miss a broadcast, you can always come to our website and listen to each and every program online. You can stream the broadcast, you can download an MP3 for free, or you can order a copy on CD. You can also get the Moody Radio app and we'll link you to it. And that's another great way to listen for free on the go get started when you come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, Pastor, there are a lot of places that we can choose to put our money and to expect some sort of uh, return on investment. But when we give to Christian Radio, to Moody Radio, and to Treasure Truth, really we're choosing to invest in something that really is kingdom. Of course. Well, what is the gospel? The old preachers used to say the gospel is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Yeah. So when a person gives to Treasure Truth, to Moody Radio, that's exactly what they're doing. They're extending the gospel to individuals who ordinarily would not hear the gospel. Yeah. And, and so that's what you're doing. There's a crown. It's called a soul winner's crown, 1 Thessalonians 2.19. And it's given to all of those who win souls for Jesus Christ. And when you invest in Moody Radio, that's exactly what you're doing. I think there's going to be a surprise in heaven because yeah. we think, well, I didn't articulate to anyone the good news. And God says, you know, you get this crown because you gave so that someone else could articulate the good news. Well, you can give right now by coming to treasuretruthradio.org and clicking on the donate button. Again, that's at treasuretruthradio.org. Thanks for giving and for listening. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.